This CKNW podcast for AIM Medical Imaging, home of AIM Medical Imaging full body MRI scanning. A family history of medical issues is nothing to ignore. Book a preventative screening at aimmedicalimaging.com. You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Burrar. Got a fun show for you today. Later on, we'll go open line, taking your tech calls and questions. We'll also be talking printers and the cloud. Lots of uh, interesting stuff happening in the tech news this week. Yeah, it was a big week in tech. Yeah, it's crazy. Apple, uh, rumored to be in final talks to buy the Beats headphones company. Yes. It, it's so funny. Like, uh, you know, you, you see these headphones everywhere now. They're, they're more of a fashion statement, really. You know, like a, a three or $400 fashion statement. I figured out the best way to explain how this headphone market just kind of came out of nowhere. It's really like the sneakers of today. You're do you, right. Do yeah. you remember how sneakers, yeah, like the as Nike soon as Air Nike, of today. Air Jordan partnered up with Nike, and suddenly people were will. I, for one, was willing to pay. I remember those. They had like the Reebok pumps, the Nike Airs. These were things that I was bugging my mom, saying, "I need to buy this." And she goes, "How much does it cost?" It's like hundred and twenty dollars yeah. for a pair of sneakers. And she and then, bought it. Then you got the Velcro shoes from Wilco. <laughs> <laughs> I had those too for the off days when yeah. my friends weren't around. But now you see with these headphones, and particularly the Beats by Dre line, because Dr. Dre, the famous uh, hip-hop producer, is, is uh, promoting them as his brand, you see kids doing the same thing. Your kids have Beats by Dre headphones. Dumb, Case in point. Dumb kids. <laughs> <laughs> Eating me out of house and home. But this is a really strange story. If you look at Apple and their strategy – they have always said, we do a couple of things, but we do it really, really well. Now they're buying the Beats by Dre line because it is the most popular headphone line. You can get up to $400 for a pair of headphones. But the technology in these headphones aren't superior to other ones that are out there. So these aren't the best headphones from a technical point of view in the market. They're the most popular because of the marketing push that they did. And now Apple is going to take this on and partner up with this and actually bring Dr. Dre and his business partner, Jimmy Iovine, into the company. $3.2 billion. Yes, and they had, a, the rumored price. they had a recent valuation of $1 billion, so they're paying their triple the price. Which is, sounds like a lot of money, and it is, obviously, but uh, Apple uh, is said to have over $160 billion in cash. In cash, sitting in the in bank. A bank and in investments. And it frustrates a lot. Imagine being an investor at Apple, and you know they have $160 billion sitting somewhere. You might want some, like, you know, returned earnings or something like that. You want a little bit of that money. But what are they doing with that money? Well, like, you th- now they'll get free headphones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll get three headphones. What do, you, your... what do you think? Is it a, a good move for them? No, I think it's a – I think we're looking at a new Apple. If Steve Jobs was around, this would not happen. This is an indifferent – company than it was before this is completely but different from they, they bought startups but it was all to get to where they wanted to go yeah this they're buying a, an established brand yeah but see you're also not looking at the secondary part uh of the beats company they've got the headphones but they also started their own music service their yeah. own subscription streaming music service and a lot and, of pe- and it's doing well and a lot of people think maybe that's why there's got to be something more why are they paying three times the amount the valuation amount and it might be because they want to get into the streaming music uh business because that's what everyone is going to that's the big trend that we've seen people aren't just buying music on itunes they're bu- getting subscription services like rdo yes to listen to all their music because they have a catalog of just about everything that's been produced. Well, I love RDO. I mean, it's 10 bucks a month. Yeah. And I have access to like 20 million songs. 
I it, love songs. It, it is amazing. And I love the Songs app because it's free yeah. and um, it's curated playlists. So yeah. sometimes it's good for music discovery. If you like a certain genre and you're like, oh, I never heard that song before. So between those two services, Apple has to get into that because iTunes isn't what it was as a music there, store. There's still the biggest music store, yes. digital one, but there's – it, it looks like the market's going towards subscription-based yeah. music now. And I guess uh, on that segue, it uh, looks like Google Play is now available in Canada. Again. And explain this to the listeners. So Google Play is a huge um, music streaming service that has only been in the U.S. A lot of Canadians who wanted it, you would have to have a U.S. credit card to circumvent it and get access to it. But what they're doing is they're entering Canada, which is going to give them, what, what was that, 25 million songs? Yeah. At your disposal for about, I think the introductory price is seven ninety nine, and then it'll be going to nine ninety nine. So they're going to go on par with Audio, which is basically ten dollars a month. Yeah. But what's cool about Google is if you have a previous music collection, say an iTunes music collection, I, and that's what I have exactly, and yeah. you spent all this money building this collection, or you didn't spend money, but you have this collection, you can actually move that up into the cloud, into the cloud, and then have access to that. So that's a free part of the whole Google Play, or you can pay for the subscription part of it and then have access to just about any music you can think of what do you think i think it's good i think they should have competed more on price or did something like if you have an android device it's free for a year something like that mm, to get yeah. it, when it comes to music streaming mike you have to change behaviors people's behaviors they audio is great why would i want to leave audio what better offer can can google play offer someone it, yeah, it'll be the same price as already. Exactly. A month, really. So you have to do something differently to get people excited to want to make a switch when everything works. Why fix something that's already working? Well, I'm going to be trying it out. We'll see how it uh, goes. We'll give you feedback over the next uh, few weeks on uh, how it's working. Netflix is la- raising its price by a dollar a month. It's kind of a theme here. We got a little subscription theme going on. Yeah, I know. Here. It's kind of kind of cool. Well, Netflix really showed that you know in the age of piracy. Uh, people downloading movies and TV shows through torrents, that if you have a good interface and you make it easy and accessible at a good price point, people are more than willing to pay for it. So I don't think a lot of people are going to be up in arms that Netflix is going to go up a dollar. The people that already have the subscription are going to have it for two years. Two more years at They'll uh, honor $8 at, yes. a month. If you compare the the price increase to Europe and Canada, Canada actually got a better deal because in Europe it's one euro more, which is almost like two dollars yeah. in Canadian funds. So we we got a pretty good deal. This pretty much had to happen if we want to see more Netflix original content. Uh, they have to make more money. The, the they're market, also paying more for content now as the, well, right? Exactly. As, as the studios um, and the the TV producers, you know need to make more money from the declining money that they're getting from broadcasters. You know, Mike, it was funny. Um, the other day I was in a hotel, and I saw, you know, on the TV systems there, they go, oh, you could buy this movie to watch. Yeah. And it's like 5 $6. I know. And I'm thinking, why is this still here? Like, anybody, you get if you get Wi-Fi in your hotel room, you just, you know, sign up to your Netflix yep. subscription, then you're good to go. So we can see that there's that big shift to this subscription model, and they're making it really affordable for everyone like if you look at how much you pay per movie on Netflix, all you can consume essentially, it's it's really less than it's like quarters a movie. Yeah, not I you know for eight bucks a month, like and it can be used on multiple devices like tablets and phones. And, and you have the family. TV. You have a, if you have an entire family, you yeah. can have your own special accounts. Yeah, and it's, you don't have to get um, you know eight bucks for each additional family member. Exactly. 
But this does set a precedent. This is the first time Netflix has increased their prices. So who's to say that this on is On the not streaming gonna, service. On the streaming service. Yeah. So who's to say that this is not going to happen a year from now? You know, Starbucks used to do that too with their coffee prices. People are like, oh, I don't mind paying 10 cents more and another 10 cents. And next thing you know, coffee is like $2. You're paying $2 for a coffee. So I think we'll see that with Netflix as well as more and more people. I think there's like 5 million Canadians. Yeah, the, the price is going to go up on these streaming services like Netflix uh, as the other methods of getting your content like through cable and satellite uh, as more people switch away from that. Um, the people that make the content, that make the shows and the movies, they still need to make money, yep. and they got to get it from somewhere. Yep. And so the subscription service will have to start charging more because they're going to have to pay more for content. That's just the market reality. Exactly, and that's we can definitely see where they're going. Like, I, for one, I'm one of those demographic groups, Mike, that doesn't have cable. I have one of those over-the-air HD satellites and a Netflix, so I can get news and TV shows and movies. So you're, you have over... The Air HD going right yes. now. Yes. And how is it? It's mind-blowing. I can't believe I'm getting... How many I'm channels getting, can you get? I, I get about six... All the local channels in the greater Vancouver. So really? CBC, Global, uh, Omni, CTV. So all the sports. And, and what's the quality like? HD. It's yeah. just... It's like, how is this possible? It's coming from like Grouse Mountain yeah. all the way to my house. Like you have to point it in the right direction. And once you get it right, you can get all these things. Now, that, if you face it south, yeah. you get the U.S. channels. So I wanted to like, create a, a contraption that could actually move it north and south yeah. by like, remote. What, what could go wrong? <laughs> I <right>? know. <laughs> Still have to figure that out in yeah. my head. But it's, it's fabulous. But the quality is good, eh? The quality is good. If you're within 50 kilometers of Grouse Mountain, yeah. you're going to get a good signal. And you can pretty much, if all you watch is news and local yeah. programming, it's free. It's just amazing. You just that one time buy for the satellite, or sorry, the antenna, yeah. and then you're good to go. And how much was the antenna? $130. That's not bad. Yes. A pace and for itself. In it's funny. I had, like my, a month. <laughs> I had my dad come over one day, and I was, he's like, you got cable? I'm like, no. This is coming from the sky, Pops. And I had to explain <laughs> what I did. And he was like, can I have this? <laughs> and so you're hooking him up now. Well, he, he likes his National Geographic channels and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so that's he, the thing, right? Uh, you're not going to get all those other channels. Exactly. Yeah. You'll get your local news channels, but uh, anything else, those other kind of content, you, you can't get that. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking printers with Epson. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected and Mike Agarbo with Andy Barrar. We're broadcasting live across the Chorus Radio Network right across Canada. You can also listen to us, the newfangled weight online uh, at getconnectedmedia.com, of course at cknw.com, and uh, we're on SoundCloud as well. That's right. For all the new people that are on SoundCloud, that's a great way to, to stay up to date in case you miss one of our past shows. Let's talk about printing now. On the line, we've got Patrick Chen. He's product manager over uh, at Epson with mobile and cloud connectivity. Thanks for joining us, Patrick. Oh, glad to be here. So, you know, obviously printers have been around for a long time. Uh, we're talking about uh, the whole mobile space and, and cloud connectivity. What does that add to the whole printing story? I think the biggest thing it adds is the ability to print long distance. We're pretty used to being able to print to a nearby printer, either via an old USB cable or Ethernet even. But now, with the ability to hook a printer up to the cloud, as long as you can send data to the cloud, whether it's files or photos or emails, you can still print to your printer. You could be miles away or clear across the world, and you can still get there. 
So, you know, we've had actually had a chance uh, in our studio to try out uh, the Workforce 3540, and uh, this is a, a great... Uh, uh, a great printer, especially for business as well, because it can uh, really handle a lot of printing, two-sided printing and what have you. Uh, talk about Epson Connect and some of the things you can do with that. Well, what's great about Epson Connect now is it not only can work with smartphones and tablets, it also can work and print long distance directly from your computer, uh, whether it's a Mac or a PC. So that's what's cool about it. It's called the remote print. Um, it's called remote print, but it's actually a remote print driver. And when you connect your printer up to the Epson Connect server, it gets assigned an email address. And the remote print driver will basically allow you to send your files via file print from any application directly to that email address. And, and I guess the beautiful thing there is you don't have to in, really install any print drivers or anything on that particular computer for that. Oh, you do. You have to just install one. One, yes. Um, but then you enter the email address of the uh, printer, yep. kind of like a fax number to way identify it and you're ready to go. So you can do file print like you're used to, and you're not printing to a close-by printer. You are now printing long distance. And you don't have to worry about any of the formatting or the fonts you're using. It just all comes out. Nope, you have total control. It's awesome. And what about the whole mobile space as well with smartphones and, and tablets? Uh, people obviously are, are using those as kind of their personal computing devices uh, and would like to be able to print from them as well. Yeah, we've got you covered there because you have two ways to do it. Because they're your uh, workforce, for example, 3540, has an email address. You could just forward an email address with an attachment for an easy long-distance print. Or you could use Epson iPrint, which is an app that's available for iOS and Android. And then from there, you can either choose to try to find a local printer, or it also has the ability to use the same remote printing um, capability of uh, printing to the cloud. Uh, it could be um, your documents. It could be web pages, et cetera. But it can the so from your smartphone or tablet, if you're again away from the office, you can still send the print to the Epson Connect server, and that server will route the print job directly to your printer. I, I love that iPrint. I've been uh, trying it out on uh, that Workforce printer. It's like magic, like how easily it actually works. It really is amazing. Uh, we um, it started out as a photo app, and when it started turning into a um, uh, like a document printing capabilities, um, it just became like something I use every day. Patrick, you know, it, one of the interesting things about Epson Connect is that you really have to change your behaviors because, like, over time, you know, I might be reading an article, say, on my smartphone. Typically, what I had to do in the past was to email myself to remember, like, when I get back home to print it. Yeah. But now you can actually just print it, and so when, you're, when you go home or you go to the office, it's ready and it's already there for you. So it really takes extra steps out of the whole printing process that people typically do today. It's great because now you can think it and you can print it. It's How many times have you come up with an idea or you suddenly remember to do something, right? And since you're, you've got your smartphone or tablet typically with you all the time, you can just forward it. Exactly. It, it really does change the way you print and change the way you work. Now, another thing I wanted to ask you about, and I, I just read this uh, recently, I understand you guys have started to form an alliance with the other tech companies for, for printing. I think it's called Mopria. Could you, could you tell us a little bit about that and what that's all about? Oh, yeah. So um, MOPRIA stands for uh, Mobile Printing Alliance, and it was uh, started by HP, Samsung, Xerox, and Canon. And then in January, um, Epson, as well as pretty much everybody else, <laughs> uh, Ricoh, Kanakamanota, um, Lexmark, they all joined as well. And what's great about this is we're all committed to kind of making mobile printing easy. The, the real big problem now is uh, that... Before, printing was easy because it was Mac and Windows. 
You just needed a print technology to handle both, right? So it was, it was simple. But now with mobile operating systems, not only have Mac and Windows, you've also got iOS, Android, Windows, you know, BlackBerry. There's quite a few OSs, so it's very fragmented. And the print experience, if there is one, is very different. So what Mopria's goal is is to try to make sure that regardless of printer brand or um, smart device brand, you could have a consistent and easy printing experience. So the whole goal is intuitively easy printing. It's almost like they've learned from history, Mike, because, you know, a couple of years ago when you would try to print something, you go to someone's house and you have to install the drivers on your computer and then you can't find that CD and then you're looking online. It was, it was quite painful, and especially if you're not, like, tech savvy and you're just like, why doesn't it just work? So something like Mopria sounds like a great solution, and it's basically taking all the different competitors together, joining forces. And, it, Patrick, basically you're creating standardizations then inside the operating system to make it easy for the consumers to print. Is that, is that about it? Uh, that's the goal. Uh, so put it simply, that is what we're trying to do. Um, but it, it benefits everybody because not only does it benefit the user, but if you have one set of standards, it will benefit the app developers because they don't have to worry about which standards to choose. If, everyone, if all the print manufacturers and all, uh, all their printers are going to work with one standard, you're, you don't have any choice. You're done, right? It's easy. Um, and then the OS guys will make it easier, too, because if they decide to adopt the Mopria standard, then um, they don't also have to do any additional work. So it makes it easy and convenient for everyone. Very, very cool. Patrick, where can people find out more about uh, Epson Connect and all your, uh, your cloud printing capabilities? Uh, I would check out epson.ca slash connect. That has uh, both um, uh, really cool videos as well as overviews, and also a lot more detail as well if you want to really dive in. Thanks again for joining us, Patrick. Oh, thank you very much. That Take was, care, guys. That was Patrick Chen, product manager for mobile and cloud connectivity over at Epson. I want to give out the phone numbers now because we're going to go open line after the next break, taking any of your tech calls or questions. 604 Two eight zero nine eight nine eight. If you're phoning anywhere long distance in Canada, here's the number one eight seven seven three nine 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 eight nine eight. Again, the local number six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight. We'll take any of those tech calls. We'll be your tech support, or if you need any buying advice, we can help you out with that uh, as well. And of course, later on in the hour, we'll be having our app of the week as well. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this, you're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo with Andy Barrar. We're going open line now, taking your tech calls and questions. Be your on-air tech support. 604-280-9898. if you're phoning long distance. Andy, the contest. Not just one contest today, two contests. Uh, the first one we're going to give away is from our friends over at Philips. They've uh, done a partnership with Tim Hortons, believe it or not, for the new LED light. So we're going to be giving a, away an LED prize pack you know, a lot of people, are, Mike, are taking their old bulbs and making the investment on these new LED lights. One of the coolest things about them is they last like 25 years. So like 25 years? Imagine like you just start this family and you get your new house and you just have a, a kid. You pretty much change your light bulb once that kid's like moved out and is yeah. gone. Like yeah. that's how long it lasts. And I'm really impressed with the light. I hope my kid moves out before he's 25. <laughs> well, you got a lot of schooling to do first. <laughs> but um, really what's cool about them is they're actually getting at the same form factor as your traditional light bulbs. Because one problem I had is I would buy these lights, I'd go home, and they don't fit my light fixtures, basically. So I had to buy new light fixtures, and it was, it was a headache. But these new ones 
are pretty much the same size. They have a nice slim design. We're going to give a whole bunch away. But we're also giving away an Epson Workforce. This is an all-in-one printer that can print, fax, scan, and you can print directly from your mobile devices, your iOS, Android, tablets, you name it, everything. So you've got to go to our website to enter, www.getconnectedmedia.com, and hit on the contest page to enter both our contests this week, the Philips LED Prize Pack and the Epson Workforce all-in-one printer. 604-280-9898. That's the number. We're open line, taking your tech calls and questions. We're going to jump here to Nick in Cloverdale. Hey, Nick. Hi. Hi. What can we do for you? Yeah, um, uh, I, I wonder how I can acquire information about uh, getting the satellite dishes done and all this, like you people were discussing about a half an hour ago. Yeah. So we were talking about over-the-air uh, uh, HD or high-definition signals. So uh, the, the big broadcasters uh, pretty well are mandated to... Uh, deliver their signal over the air, kind of like in the old days. Just like it's really like the the evolution of uh, of pretty much antenna and satellite kind of uh, signals. So, what you have to look for is what's called an over the air HD antenna, and that's a specialized antenna. You can actually, believe it or not, make it if you look on YouTube. Some guys will show you what components to build your own. But yeah, I would buy one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I bought like the heavy duty one, like yeah. the creme de la creme, because I'm I live in in Surrey, which is quite a, a ways away from downtown Vancouver. But yeah. um, then you can find a website as well, and you put your address in where you live, and it will actually tell you in a grid where to face your antenna to get what stations. It's it's beautiful. I can't remember what the I think it's called TVFool.com if okay. I remember correctly. And you put your address in, it'll tell you where to face it. And then you just have to go up to your top of your roof, uh, install it, make sure you run a cable that would go into your television, just a coax cable. And you turn it on, and all of a sudden, it's just like HD signals that are coming from the sky. It's, it was really satisfying. You know, we're in the tech industry, yet that still really impressed me. Well, you're getting it free. And it was free, yeah. HD signals. And it, I always impress everybody that comes by and takes a look at it. So Nick is uh, in Cloverdale, which is uh, here in BC. That's right near the border. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about him getting U.S. Well, signals? And that's the great thing about that website, tvfool.com, is that it will show you what, what channels you'll get if you face it south. Because... I was at that point where I faced it south. I got some channels. I faced it north. I got Canadian channels. And I'm like, what if I face it east? (laughs) Do I get a little bit of both? And you can actually pick up both. But he's in Cloverdale. So, yeah, if he goes south, he'll get a lot of the stations that are based out in Seattle. Yeah. And a lot. There's a lot of them up in the air, believe it or not. So, basically, antenna. You've got to run the cable from the antenna. It's an over-the-air HD antenna. OTA is uh, in short. So, if you Google OTA antenna... You'll find uh, you'll find some good ones there. Going to jump here to Bob and to Watson. Hey, Bob. Yeah, um, um, I was just listening about that TV antenna. Yeah. Uh, it's the way to go, really, because I mean, uh, we have one, and the picture quality is really there. Yeah. Right, you're getting the the high definition signals. Yeah, we're getting it from Seattle mm-hmm. and Bellingham. Yeah. There's actually a something in Bellingham called the uh, selling, you know, like the Food Channel or something like that. Yeah. Off air and stuff like that that you don't usually pick up. And uh, we pick up a that used to be Channel Eleven, KSTW and stuff like that. Very and it's cool. high def. But the reason I was phoning was that uh, these music surveys. If I want the top 100 of each year, 
say from 1950 to 60 or 70 to 80, uh, can they supply that? Yeah, that's kind of the cool thing. You know, there's a lot of these different uh, music subscription services. Um, and, and the cool thing is not only can you, you know, pick individual songs, you can also create your own playlists from these individual songs. But uh, what I like is that they've got existing playlists already that they've created and other users have created as well. So there's like the top 180s music or top, you know, 191 uh, songs or you know from the 50s and stuff like that so it's there's thousands and thousands of these playlists and I love it because I just discover all sorts of new music but also you know I, I find all those you know old classics that I, I used to love and you know remember as well yeah and like myself I, I like to follow certain music producers and sometimes I'll find playlists of all the songs that they've produced and I found one and that actually did in chronological order Every single thing he did in his entire career, it was Niles Rogers. And I was just amazed. It was just like, this would have took me forever to do. And someone's already did it, and they share it. And so all you have to do is find the playlist and play it. Yeah, Bob, you know what I would recommend? Uh, so two services, uh, Ardio, uh, and that's spelled R-D-I-O. Uh, and there's also the now the new Google Play service here in Canada. Just go to their websites and uh, sign up for the free 30-day trial. Yeah. And just try it out. You'd be just amazed at just the sheer amount of music uh, that you'll be able to discover with all those different playlists. And then you can find out what music service you like best. And uh, after that, it's only about 10 bucks a month. Which, you know, when you think back into the, the old days, as I call it, when we used to buy CDs and stuff, yeah. like a CD was 20 bucks. Yep. And, and that now was for, for ten bucks a month, I have access to twenty-five million songs. Exactly, it's like it's, it's the best deal going. The one thing, if you're going to listen to music on your smartphone, you got to make sure you have a good data plan because if you're streaming music, uh, you know, to your smartphone, you're gonna it's going to chew up a lot of your data. I learned that the hard way, where I thought I was on my what are you playing twenty-four-seven? <laughs> no, I I thought I was I was off my Wi-Fi network, yep. and I had my phone out, and I was in the backyard, and it it was a little far away, and so it was streaming for like two hours. And I got my bill. <laughs> I was like, oops, I think I need to upgrade my router. Exactly. We're going to have to take another break. When we come back, we'll take more of your calls. We're open line here on Get Connected. Malcolm and Ted, hang on the line. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by Line and Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo with Andy Walker. And what? Walker, Farrar. <laughs> I know too many Andys. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. We're taking your calls, 604-280-9898. We're going to jump here to the phone lines again. We've got uh, Linda in Cloverdale. Hey, Linda. Hello. Hi. I am calling about a Kindle Fire. My daughter has a Kindle, and it's really nice to be able to read on that. And I don't own a tablet. Yeah. I was thinking about getting the Kindle Fire, but I don't want to sacrifice the reading part. The reading part. So would you be mostly using it for reading? I'm thinking that, yeah, versus buying a Kindle and buying a tablet, I don't even know how much I, I'll use it as a tablet, but I don't own a tablet, so that's why I thought rather than a regular Kindle, I get a Kindle Fire, but I'm just concerned. She said, well, do you know if it's lit the same way? Like, will you like it as much for reading as, as her Kindle? Yeah, that's uh, it's a great question. You know, I got to be honest. If you're going to be using it for mostly reading, I would really look at some of the um, the e-book readers that are that have the e-ink. They're black and white. Yeah. You're just going to find if you're sitting there reading that thing for hours, uh, the color screen's okay, but it's going to be much easier on your eyes with the the black and white e-ink. And you know those those uh, e-readers now are are pretty 
inexpensive. You know, they start in the hundred dollar range, between hundred to two hundred dollars, and you can get a, a really nice one. Uh, both, uh, I think, Amazon, Kindle, they have uh, the backlit ones, and also Kobo, which is another great uh, yeah. alternative as well. They have the backlit screen, so uh, I would look at that, and uh, I think that would be better for reading. If you're going, if you think you're going to use the tablet part of it, then I would look at you know the 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 Kindle Fire HD. Or, or some of the other Android tablets or even an iPad? Yeah, one thing that I think if you're looking for both an e-reader and a tablet that's kind of new on the market is the uh, Kobo, the new Kobo Arc. It's a 7-inch tablet. It has all the functionalities of, of you would to read books. You can actually even get magazines on it as well. And, of course, it's running Android, so you're going to get an Android tablet. You'll be able to watch Netflix. even has a front-facing camera, so if you want to use it for making Skype calls, you can do that as well. And, actually, I know they have a Mother's Day special this week because a lot of people are going to be buying their mom's one of these e-reader tablets. It's only for $180, so you get $20 off if you were to buy the Kobo Arc this week. And that's something that you might want to check out. Yeah. So, again, if you're going to be reading uh, books, that's like 90% of what you're going to be doing. I would seriously look at uh, the e-ink ones. Again, those are the black and white ones. Get one of them that has the backlit screen. So, uh, you know, Amazon Kindle, they have that. Uh, Also, Kobo has uh, a model of that as well. And if you are going to be using the tablet component, the Fire HD, beautiful. Yes. Uh, And, of course, you can still read. Uh, on it, and as you said, the Kobo Arc is a great one, uh, and it's nice. They've got the apps now that have the magazines. Like Next Issue is really cool. Exactly, uh, and that's like a ten dollar to fifteen dollar a month subscription for unlimited magazines. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. Or you could have Press Reader as well if you yep. love newspapers. So you can get both newspapers, magazines, books, and a tablet. You know, to watch Netflix all in one device. So that's something you might want to consider if you're, depending on what you think you're going to use it for. We've got Malcolm in Richmond. Hey, Malcolm. Good morning, guys. Morning. Uh, can you comment on Panasonic's deal with the letter of intent with Tesla? And I don't know if you know this, but Tesla's coming uh, to Vancouver on Broadway. Very cool. So for the listeners out there, Tesla is the car manufacturer uh, founded by Elon Musk, uh, one of the original founders of PayPal, mm-hmm. I, I believe. Uh, and it's cool because they're making all electric cars, and they're beautiful and have incredible range. And as Malcolm mentioned, Tesla is going to be having, I guess you could call it a, a dealership where you could actually go down and see a Tesla. I was thinking, Mike, we should do that for a television show, maybe go down there and do a little test drive on a, on a Tesla electric vehicle. And never bring it back. Probably not. <laughs> I think we're going to have to do an extended drive to Whistler or something. To So I love the whole notion of electric cars. You go home at night and you plug it into your garage and it charges the car up at a fraction of the cost of what it would cost to run the thing on gasoline, Mm -hmm. essentially. You know, pennies per liter kind of thing. Um, The challenge right now with the electric cars, number one is range. And Tesla, for the most part, I think has solved that. Uh, Their cars can get a few hundred kilometers per charge, which is amazing. Um, But the problem with their cars, the price. Like, those things are like in the eighty to $90,000 range right now, which yeah. uh, really prices them at the high end of the market. For them to hit the mass market, uh, they need to get a car under $50,000. Mm-hmm. And they can't do that yet because they can't mass produce yeah. enough batteries. And so what uh, they've been looking at is partnering with another company. Uh, and in this case here, it looks like Panasonic, uh, who has that technology to make batteries, uh, to make a large super battery manufacturing plant in the U.S. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Elon Musk's dream. 
Yeah. And if they can get that going, uh, they can then start producing the next generation of these Tesla cars that uh, he says will come in the forty to forty-five thousand dollar range. When we see that, that is a game changer. game changer. If they can manufacture enough batteries and enough cars, that will change the automotive industry, like within years. You know who's a super fan of Tesla right now? Who? Steve Wozniak, co-founder of Apple. Oh, I bet. He loves it. I follow him on Twitter, and he's always like tweeting when he's at a Tesla uh, charging station here and there. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah, he actually loves it. I actually met him, I think it was like last year. At yeah. the, he, he, he got invited by Ford to speak in Detroit at the Ford plant, and all he talked about was his Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's the way we have to go. We can't rely on fossil fuels, gasoline forever. Uh, but, you know, the technology has to to catch up. Exactly. So the Tesla cars are fantastic, but you know, I think they're only making and can only make about 30 uh, roughly around 30,000 of these things a year. Mm-hmm. Like for these things to become mass market and hit critical mass, they have to be able to make hundreds of thousands or millions of them. Exactly. And we're definitely not there yet, but we're headed in the right direction. Yeah. So this this next uh, evolution here this this deal with Panasonic to make uh, you know, batteries and a, a large manufacturing facility for that. That will be the next step, and I'm excited to see what happens there. I hope they can make some batteries for our smartphones, too, <laughs> that yes, last longer. That lasts longer than a day. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we'll hear from Christina on App of the Week. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio. It's that time, Andy. App yeah. of the Week. We've got uh, Christina Stoyanova on the line. Hey, Christina. Hey, Mike. How are you? Good, thank you. What, what's the App of the Week? We have an app that uh, I think all the uh, new moms out there are going to appreciate, all the ones that are celebrating their first or second Mother's Day this year. It's called Look Birdie. And what it does is, you know, those when you're taking pictures of your, your baby or your toddler, you're trying to get their attention so they're looking at you and smiling. Um, so this app will actually make um, little birdie tweeting sounds and flash. <laughs> Um, use your your phone's flash to to put some flashing lights out in front of them so that you get their attention and you can get that perfect photo. Would this work with Andy? <laughs> I think we could try it. Yeah. <laughs> this, Let's try that in the office next week. <laughs> you know what? This sounds kind of crazy, but it's actually ingenious. Yeah. Because how many times you've been trying to get a picture like of a baby, yeah, or a kid for that matter. And this would actually draw their attention right to the phone, and you'd get a great-looking photo. Exactly. It also works on pets, incidentally. Have you tried this out on cats and stuff? Um, well, I haven't had a chance to try it yet, but our office dogs, Frank and Charlie, on Monday, they should be prepared that I'm going to be testing this out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what platforms is this available on right now? Uh, it's available on iOS, and it's $0.99 cents for the download, but I think it's worth it for all those uh, perfect photos. That's very, very cool. So only a buck, and then you can have good baby photos. Exactly. Thank goodness. Yeah, and no word yet on, on an Android equivalent, but you never know. could come. Very, very cool. Well, thank you very much for the App of the Week, Christina. Thank you. That was Christina Stoyanova, App of the Week. I like it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Because usually you see photographers, you ever watch a photographer trying to get a baby, and they, they usually have like a little teddy bear, and yeah. they're shaking it, making noises, and the kid's just kind of like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> uh, the contest one more time, Andy. Two contests today. We're giving away a Philips LED prize pack. Uh, you can get some LED lights for your home. 
for by just entering our contest. And we're also giving away the Epson Workforce All-in-One. This can print, fax, scan, you name it, and you can do it remotely and from your mobile device. To enter, go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com, and hit on the contest page, and be sure to enter both our contests, the Philips LED Prize Pack and the Epson Workforce All-in-One Printer. I've been trying out those Epson printers. They're, like, really good. Yeah. Like, I, I, I hooked up one in my home, and just amazing how easily it recognized all the computers on the network. I'm just not used to these things working properly. Well, we come from that era where you have like printer drivers. And, oh, my God. And if you lost that CD, you'd have to go online and try to find that driver and install it to your computer. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I remember getting a, a new printer a few years ago. I won't say what brand, but it, it honestly, to load the driver on one computer uh, with all the software, and God knows how much stuff it was putting on there, it was like a good half an hour. Yeah. For printer. Exactly. And so anyway, I, you know, I, I installed one of these new Epson ones uh, in my home. It was amazing. Within minutes, that thing was up and going. And then it popped up all over the network. So you know, my kids have computers and you know, laptops and stuff. It came up in their little tray. Hey, there's a new printer. Can we get this working on your computer? It's like, please. It was like magic. Yes, yes. I want to thank all the people that uh, helped put the show together. And, of course, Andy Barrar, my co-host and producer as well. We will see you again next week. Mike and Andy logging off for Get Connected.